TED Audio Collective. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? What would constitute a perfect day for you? For what in your life do you feel most grateful? These are questions from a well-known New York Times article published a number of years ago called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. Now, these 36 questions were actually written by social psychologist Arthur Aaron as a way to get to know somebody well. They're prompts that force you to deeply reflect on what really matters to you and what your response could mean for your relationships with others. I remember reading these questions when they were first published and thinking, what a powerful exercise. I've incorporated them into my research, and these days, I've been wondering, how can we use questions like these in other aspects of our lives, like the workplace? What is the benefit of this type of reflection, and how can we use it more regularly in our daily lives? I'm Madhupa Akinola. This is TED Business. Our speaker today is Paul Catchlow. Paul has had many different jobs, but he says the one thing that has connected all these jobs is his commitment to reflection. He believes that everyone can use reflection as a practice to improve our lives at home and at work. After Paul's talk, I'll share ways to tangibly incorporate reflection into everyday processes on the job. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I wrote this journal entry in 2013. I've been sleeping restlessly for months. 
there's a constant feeling of tension in my body. I love ministry as a Catholic priest. The opportunity to share my faith with people and support them as we journey through life together. But I have a desire to share my life with another person. I knew in discerning ministry that celibacy, not getting married, was part of the package. But I don't know if I can do this any longer. I'm rarely alone, but I feel bitterly lonely. I wrote this when I was on the cusp of making one of the biggest and most significant decisions of my life, whether to lead ministry as a Catholic priest. I think my life has been a reasonably unique and unusual one. Now in my early 40s, I've had careers as an opera singer, a Catholic priest, a corporate lawyer, and now a management consultant. <laughs> And when people hear the careers that I've had, the most common question I get asked, maybe the one that's on your mind, is what on earth is the connection amongst it all? <laughs> through all of these changes, through all of these careers, one constant has been present, the practice of reflection. Now, people may think that reflection is something that happens in a dark private room by candlelight or flashlight to purge one's deepest, darkest secrets. But I want to bring this practice out of the dark and into the light. I want to share how this practice can help our everyday lives and especially our work lives. I want to share how this practice helps to improve performance, to make better decisions, both big and small, and to build better relationships. Interestingly, in a 2020 survey of some 4,000 respondents conducted by BCG and BVA, the question was asked, what makes a good leader? What are their main qualities and skills? Notably, possessing a good capacity for reflection was listed as one of the top five skills. The others being empathy, listening, consideration, and team development. Reflection is about learning. It's about looking at the events of our lives without judgment, but with a critical lens. I really like the way leadership professors James Bailey and Scheherazade Remen describe it. It requires taking an honest moment to look at what transpired, what worked, what didn't, what can be done and what can't. Reflection requires courage. It's thoughtful and it's deliberate. So how do we do this then? Let's take a look at sports. I grew up in Australia and one of the most popular games played was cricket. Consistent high performance from batters, bowlers and fielders is essential. But given it's a team sport, it's not just about how the team, the individual performs, but about how the team performs collectively together. Cricketers reflect during a game, after a game, and over time. During a game, they might think about a missed catch or how they could bat or bowl better the next delivery. After a game, they might come together to watch video replays to look at what worked and what didn't, which might differ from what they actually experienced during the game itself. And then over time, they might look to the patterns of their wins and losses to glean even more meaningful conclusions and insights. 
The same process can and should be used in the workplace, and I don't think we need to watch video replays of our meetings to dissect what took place. I don't know about you, but that might feel kind of creepy. <laughs> Reflection can be done through a variety of different formats. Purposeful thinking, written journal entries, audio notes, pictures, a discussion with a mentor or honest friend. The point is to find what works for you and to make a regular commitment. To examine the events and experiences of your lives, what worked, what didn't, and why. And then to think about what and how you would like to do things differently next time. When we practice reflection as a habit, we gain even more meaningful insight because we see patterns that reflection on standalone events doesn't provide. I truly think reflection can help everyone, people in every industry, at every stage of one's career, and in every point in one's life. Let me share with you an example that I think most people can connect with. Most of us have meetings. I was due for a daily catch-up with a colleague. He had just led a client meeting for the first time. It was to give a progress update on the work stream that he was responsible for in this project. He said to me that the meeting had gone terribly. He didn't get through the actions taken. He wasn't able to discuss the obstacles faced or the decisions required. He didn't get to the next steps or the responsible persons. He felt angst, uneasy, upset. He was concerned about what the client had thought of him and the meeting, but more importantly, what the client felt about the work that was going on in the work stream. It would have been so easy for him to have just pushed past this, to try and suppress the emotions, but that would have missed a massive opportunity. We took a few moments to, to think and objectively reflect over what took place, and then to put in place some commitments as to what and how he could do things differently next time. He decided that in future, he would start each meeting with an agenda alignment to make sure there was clarity on what needed to be achieved. And then he'd resolve to make sure that he would take greater control over the meeting so that if topics came up beyond the scope of the agenda, that he'd note that a separate discussion should be had. Reflection helps to improve performance. Reflection helps to make better decisions. Imagine for a moment you've been in your current role for five years. It's a creative role but you don't quite feel you've got that zing, that energy for it anymore. You've been offered another opportunity in the organisation. Uh, it's actually a promotion. It's a more senior role. It's managerial. But you'll have responsibility for looking after 12 direct reports. A competitor's also recently reached out to you. They've offered you an opportunity for the same kind of role that you've got currently, but it pays a higher salary there's a big difference between being a creative and being a manager. So what is it that really makes you happy? What is it that really makes you fulfilled? Reflection provides a treasure trove of data to help you work through this. Have your reflections mentioned being bored with projects or do you just want to try something new? Would you like to be a manager? Would you like to see people grow and form and develop them? 
do you think you could do a better job than your own manager? (laughs) Reflection provides great insight. It's easy to get lost when you've got an opportunity of a fancier job title or more money. But reflection enables you to focus on what really matters and to make better choices. Let me share with you a final example. Most of us have relationships in our work, bosses, customers, clients, suppliers, whomever. And I think most of us try to have good relationships with these people. If I'm honest, while I strive for this ambition, I haven't always succeeded. But reflection has helped me to build better relationships. A number of years ago, I was giving a feedback session with a colleague, and after having done so, I took a few moments to jot down some thoughts as to how it went. I realised I had been too clinical. In fact, if only you could have seen the expressions on my colleague's face. (laughs) I'd raced through their various strengths and moved on to spending more time on their areas for development. If I'd really thought about this person, I would have spent far greater time actually on their strengths and actually emphasising why they were such a valuable member of our organisation and then creating a space where they felt psychologically safe to be able to go on and explore these areas for development. Reflection has helped me to improve this and to build better relationships. So this might all sound a little fine and dandy and and maybe obvious or trivial. But the truth is, so many of us don't take time out for regular reflection. This practice has helped me, and I am so grateful. After I left being a priest, I took some time out for reflection to think about who I was and what I wanted my life to be about. Reflection helped me to grapple with this, and it continues to help me today as I grapple with this and other topics. So as we end this day, or tomorrow before you begin the next, sit down, take a breath, and reflect, and you'll see the power that this habit brings to your life. Thank you. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks Running Shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Go 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. 
When I think about the word reflection, the first image that comes to mind is a mirror. Paul is telling us to be our own mirrors, to think deeply, and also to look deeply at ourselves. We need to take the same approach if we're to fully understand how to find joy through our work. I'll walk you through an example. First, I want you to think about all the jobs you've had or functions you've served in your career journey. Then, like Paul did, ask yourself, what are the common themes? Paul has been both a priest and a management consultant. And from just those two jobs, the common themes that come to my mind are advising, helping, and listening. This is a great way of identifying the kind of work you gravitate towards. Next, think of some moments that truly stand out where you felt very fulfilled. What were you doing? I can think of some moments in my own life as a consultant, solving really tough problems. As a professor, watching my students shine in front of an audience. Heck, as an assistant at a doctor's office as a kid, creating an organization system that made somebody's life easier. So structuring things, mentoring people, helping people, finding solutions, all of those really motivate me. What kind of work do you actually enjoy doing? And are you engaging in that regularly in your job? If not, perhaps you need a role where you can do this kind of work more often. In addition to reflecting individually, we need to do this collectively. Check in with your team and ask, can we have more postmortems on our work together? I've been teaching the same course for 13 years, and I still value debriefing with my colleagues each semester. There's always some amazing insight that comes out of it. I find that group reflection also brings you closer to your colleagues and helps you understand what matters most to them. And you'd be surprised how motivating this can be. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Brittany Brown and fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Special thanks to Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, Corey Hagem, and Colin Helms. I'm Madhupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week.